Welcome to episode 55 of the Search with Candor podcast recorded on Sunday the 5th of April 2020 where we're going to hear a search knowledge talk from John Folgate, ex-head of Organic at Further, who's going to be talking about keyword research. I picked this talk for two reasons. Firstly, I think at the moment it's really timely because a lot of the takeaway you'll hear from John's talk is that keyword research is not this one-off process that you just go through when you're building a site or making a new page. As the world changes, as people's wants and needs change, keyword research needs to move along with that. And I don't think there's any bigger example of that than what we're going through now. Cloudflare is reporting in some areas there's a 40% increase in internet usage. That means whole new audiences are coming online to e-commerce that have traditionally avoided it before and those products and services that were predominantly served offline are going to be forced through an evolution to become digital and all of this brings a groundswell of new search intent. Secondly, next week I'm going to get e-commerce consultant Luke Carthy to join us. He's been giving some brilliant advice online to retailers about how to navigate the current conditions and I think John's talk, listening to John's talk before this, is some really great groundwork. Here's John, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, oh cool, the other thing, so the other thing that would be useful for me to know in advance is, um, is uh, who out of everybody here actually does keyword research or if not does it kind of in principle understands why we do it or, or how to do it cool that's that's kind of most of you and then does everybody here roughly know what google search console is uh, or ideally how to use it or what it's for okay maybe i'll just do like a little quick filler oh, actually, I'll, I'll do it as i go along um <laughs> but i'm going to talk about some processes that we would use google search console to do um uh, and other paid keyword tools as well, but but predominantly because it's free, Google Search Console. So if some of this doesn't make a lot of sense, I'll definitely share some blog pieces on how to use it. So I, d I don't want to talk too much about the how to do keyword research because that's a kind of whole different talk. I, I, I want to talk about the, the why and the when. So I'll, I'll skim over some of the keyword processes and then I'll share some, some slide, or I'll share some like blog pieces on how to do some of that stuff separately. I'll talk about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll share some more in-depth stuff. That one to move on. <coughs> so, uh, um, okay, so like I said, I want to talk about the when rather than the how and the why. I want to talk about how we approach keywords. So, I think probably quite a lot of us here are a little bit guilty of this. Some of us very guilty, some of us not so guilty. Um, are, we all do it different. We all do this sometimes, uh, and sometimes maybe this is what people think we do, but we we kind of approach keyword research as this checkbox activity, right, that, that we do in order to inform uh, the build of a new page or the, the reason for a new page to exist. We, we gather these, someone's over there smiling, at, I think maybe agrees with me. Um, we, we gather a whole bunch of keywords, use it to optimize a page, and then, and then move on, right? So what, um, or, yeah, or exactly this, it kind of, it stops, that activity stops once our page goes live, right? So, um, I want to uh, 
put to you that, that um, keyword research is, is a lot more than this, right? That, um, that it's an ongoing thing, um, and there are, there are loads and loads of times when we should, we should be looking to gather keywords or measure our keywords or, or dig into this idea of keywords um, beyond just when the page goes live. So we can, we can plan and create our page, but we can also measure it once it's gone live and use this information to then inform kind of incremental improvements to our page as we go. And we can also use keyword research to kind of agree with ourselves that we should stop broadening the keyword targeting of that page and actually at, 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 we're at that point when we should actually maybe now create another page to target a new set of search intent, right? Ha, huh, okay, so um, if we approach keyword research like this, then we can get to kind of start to get the sense of uh, a web page having a kind of life of its own, that it's something that we can nurture and that it's something that we can, uh, I think I already said, incrementally improve on over time, right? Um, so we can, we can um, as keyword, new keywords are found, then we can, we can use those to inform how we might improve the page or, or, or add additional content or, or targeting to the page. Um, and not just keywords as well, like we, we, um, we also have lots of other user metrics um, we can get from Search Console and we can get from Google Analytics. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely skim over these, but, but all of this is important, but I like keywords a lot, so I'm going to talk about those. Cool. So uh, let's create a page together. Let's all start a new company and talk about uh, and, and sell, or let's do something with um, static caravans. The other talk I did the other month was about boats, so this one's going to be about static caravans. Cool, so we've got our keyword. We're going to make our page. We're going to use that keyword um, as a kind of stem to then go and gather a whole bunch of information about other related keywords. And what we're probably going to find is mostly they're kind of the same. They definitely have the same intent, and they're just some other variations of the same keywords. And really, there's like some other ones with some slightly different intent, and we're going to ignore those anyway. And that's, I mean, that's about as much information as we've got from our kind of speculative keyword research in advance. Uh, if you're going to be picky, there is loads of things we can do. We can steal competitive keywords and all this kind of stuff. But if I'm, if I'm being really simplified, we got these keywords from um, Keyword Planner, and they're, they're a bit shit. And then, we, so we can use those keywords to kind of generate an idea of how we might rank that page, whether we need links to do it, how kind of the length it needs to be, the quality it needs to be, et cetera, et cetera. And we've got loads of tools for that, SEMrush, Ahrefs, all this kind of stuff, uh, Moz if you use it, whichever, ones you, whichever tools you're using, there's a whole bunch of free ones. Um, and then we make the page live and we pat ourselves on the back because we did a really good job at, at, at building a new page for our website, right? We're, we're all super happy with it. And that's, um, for me, where the... That's where the, where this is, at that point is when the problem starts, because all of that is really good hypothesis. That's really good guesswork. We did a really good job at, at, at reverse engineering Google and figuring out what's probably going to make that page rank. But we definitely feel it. We feel that content grindstone. We, we feel that pressure to keep making new pages all the time. We might have promised a, a client 10 new pages, or we might have... Uh, uh, we, we might feel the, the, we might subscribe to this myth that Google needs to crawl fresh pages and under, to understand that your website is constantly updated or, you know, whatever these reasons are, 
we, um, we, we, we feel like we just need to keep making pages. But I would say that really it's only once that page goes live that it starts to really get good. And actually that's when you should really start paying attention to your page. So this is a, a little fact. Google themselves confirm that 15% of all of our searches every single day are brand new, as they have never been searched before. So Google receives 3 billion, 3 billion searches a day, 40,000 keywords a month. I, think I, I did just Google it before I came in, so I didn't forget, but I might be wrong, but it's something like that. It's something ridiculous, right? And 15% of all of those keywords have never been searched before. So let's take the example that you have a page talking about the top 10 gadgets for, for kids and you wrote that five years ago, and it ranked really well, and it got some links, and, and it still kind of ranks quite well because of those links, but, but if you wrote it five years ago and you've never touched it again, it didn't talk about fidget spinners. That trend has come and gone, where you didn't use Google Trends to, to know what was up and coming and what was, what was new and how to make that page relevant and how to make that page topically relevant to, 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 to that subject right now. And actually, for all the links in the world, that's just gonna, you know, that's gonna die over time. Um, uh, and the, the probably the, the, the really important point that I want to make, the one that I, I'll probably label a lot now from now on, is that, um, okay, so this is a really common scenario. You, you've probably seen it on all your websites. We see it on all of our clients' websites, and we definitely see it on our own website. That a very, very, very small percentage of the articles or, or the pages in our blog or I on our website generate the lion's share of the traffic. So on our own website, out of 214 blog articles, 53% of the blog traffic is generated by just five pages, just five articles. And those five pages rank so ridiculously well for some really, really great keywords that like, it just, it just overshadow every other page that we've got. And there, I mean, there's some legitimate reasons for it because some of our pages aren't designed to, to rank. Some of them are just talking about, we've got a new starter, or got a new client or something, so there's, you know, we're not expecting traffic from those. And then a whole bunch, 10 or 15 of those articles sit just below those, those top five pages, and they also generate some half-decent traffic as well. They do relatively well, but it doesn't change the fact that these are, that those top five pages are super, super important. So, sure, <laughs> 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 will laugh now. Yes, brother. <laughs> What, what does that mean, right? It, it, means, it doesn't mean 42, um, but that's an inside joke, or, or, or maybe not. But so um, to me, that means that, for starters, there are five pages on my website, on my blog, that drive half of the traffic. I, I, I care a lot less about everything else than I do about those five pages. And if I'm not spending half, the, half of my digital content resource making sure that those pages are protected, making sure that I'm monitoring what other competing pages are, uh, are around it, what new pages are coming. I can steal those. As soon as a new page ranks, I can steal their keywords, all this kind of stuff. And unless I'm housekeeping and maintaining and, and protecting those pages, I'm, I'm definitely wasting or, or, or risking a massive, massive proportion of the traffic that comes to my website. And then, and even after that, I've then got those kind of 10 or 15 articles which are just below it, which are driving okay traffic, which are bringing hundreds or thousands of visits a month, but just kind of not quite nailing it. I've got all those, and, and now I've got data, for, now those pages are live, and I've got data for those. I can, I can be spending all day working on improving those, and I'm much more likely to, to get those pages to rank better based on the data and the hypothesis I can build 
on how they perform than I am to just go back to throwing shit at a wall again and, and hoping that some of the stuff I do, that I do ranks. But, of course, we, we need to do some of that, but it just needs to be proportional to what we think is the, 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 the best strategy for getting more traffic, right? So, I didn't press start on my timer, so I... My, 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 my dry run before, I went a lot over, so this is why I'm, I'm talking quite fast. So, okay, I'll skip through this page, um, but what I want to say is basically once this, once this page is live, you've got a whole bunch of data that you can then start to use to build really much, much, much better hypotheses about how it might rank better compared with when you've got no data at all and you're just guessing at reverse engineering how Google works. Um, and of course, if, if it's not an informational page or if it's an informational page which gets loads of traffic and it does make conversions, then instantly, for all the people that are telling you to keep that content machine churning, instantly you've got a business case to suggest how much more money you might make if you could spend the time improving that one as opposed to going back to machine gunning pages onto your blog. So, but, the, but the other thing, the, the, the bit that super, super, I, I, I really enjoy is the, is the keyword part to this. If, you, if you're using Search Console or you're looking at your um, top organic keywords list in Ahrefs or in SEMrush or in Moz or, or whatever this is, or ideally you're doing both, right? Both, ideally you've got the Google tools and you've got your paid tools. If you're, if you're looking at how at the keywords which rank just outside of those traffic driving positions, those kind of peripheral keywords, I've got some examples, so don't worry too much. But if you're, if you're kind of measuring and, and researching what those keywords are that, that you almost rank for, which could potentially bring you a, an additional set of traffic, uh, and then figuring out how you can optimize your page and then get it to rank for those keywords as well, this is how you can, this is how you can take a page that gets some traffic and then, and then grow it to a page that gets more traffic, right? Um, so let's go back to our Static Caravan article. We did a super super awesome job at getting it to rank for those keywords in the first place, and it does that, and we're happy, right? But if we use our tools to measure, we can see, um, uh, we can see some, some other kind of slightly related keywords coming through. There's one here about how to drain down a caravan, and there's one here about static um, caravan boilers and some, some ones about cushions, right? So, so I'm, I'm keen in these drain down caravan article. Uh, Drain down caravan keywords. When we wrote the article in the first place, we knew that when you drain down a static caravan, that's kind of one of the main things you do when you prepare it for winter, which is our original keyword, right? But we didn't talk in depth about it. It was just one of the things that we talked about in the article. But we can see that we're, we're ranking 15th and 18th for this keyword, and it's quite high volume and it's super low difficulty. So, so in, in theory, we could just add more content for that, for that particular keyword, and then rank for a whole new set of keywords, right? Still totally related to our original intent or our original topic. So, little game. That's our original keyword, winterizing a static caravan. And this is the new keyword that we've spotted, how to drain down a caravan. By the way, draining down a caravan is, if you're gonna t leave your static caravan for the winter, you'd like take the plug out the bottom and all the water drains out so the pipes don't freeze. That's basically what it is. <laughs> so I, should probably, I should have said that earlier. Right, so who thinks that the, winter, the original keyword, the winterizing one, has got a higher volume as a keyword, a mo higher monthly average volume? Who thinks that one's higher? Does everyone think that the, the new one's higher? Does everyone think the new one's higher? Right, so um, you, you are wrong, but it's, 
but it's give or take, right? It's the, they're, they're both they're both they're both quite low volume keywords, but they're but they're but they're both qu quite similar. And the and the and the good thing about it is that this drain down one has topically has loads and loads of volume. There's loads of variations of this keyword which mean the same thing. So if we can rank for that main one, then we can you know we basically rank for all of them. So the, the, we just by adding or improving one section of our page, we, you know we can rank we can then move that page into a traffic driving position for all of these keywords. And that would never have happened if we'd have just, when we first did our research, right, we, we, when we first did our research, we, we got all our related keywords for our main keyword, um, but we didn't get these kind of secondary or slight, these, these, these kind of subset of keywords within that topic. We just, the keyword um, tools didn't provide them. <sighs> okay, so, uh, and, and I wanted, to have a, I wanted to include another quick um, example because I realised as I was putting these slides together that I was just talking about art blog pieces over and over and over. But I want you guys to know that this doesn't just work for, excuse me, for blog pieces. This works for our commercial landing pages too. And this is the page that we, um, this was the page we worked on. We, we audited for a, for a client, which is for convicted driver insurance. So as we talked about insurance, high volumes and really competitive, right? Um, so um, we pulled in competitive keywords. We, uh, this, so I should add, this a good point for agencies. This, isn't, this, is a, in, this is a page we inherited from a client. We didn't create this in the first place. We just needed to go to it to optimize it. So the keyword research maybe wasn't done very well in the first place. But if we, if we pull the competitor websites if we steal their keywords, if we, if we pull all the data out of Search Console um, and we kind of take every, every single um, piece of keyword data we can find and put it all together, we find that there are a whole bunch of n kind of nuanced keywords which are relevant to that um, parent uh, keyword but have all these different um, uh, nuances and, and are relevant to all these people with very different specific um, circumstances, but all still under that umbrella of that parent topic. So not only now have we got a whole set of additional keywords that we can target by adding these sections onto the page, but we've also got all this great opportunity to um, really like hone in and target and engage people about their actual specific situations. And I, it kind of looks like the same thing, right? But, but car insurance for people with points on the license isn't the same thing as car insurance for people who have lost their license or have been previously banned. They, they are different people. They've got specific sets of concerns. And we can talk to both of those people with our page, right? And I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't suggest that either of those need different pages. We're still, we're still under the same umbrella of that, that original keyword, right? And all of these pages, I, I don't think, would, would you'd, be, you'd be pretty... Um, doorway-ish if you started building pages for each of these, I would say. So, once we have this data, once we can just collect it and, and, and understand it, then we just, then it's just a literally a simple case of maybe retargeting the page, adding some new sections or some new images, definitely adding some new internal links, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, and then, and then in awesome, we've, you know, it's, you, the, the case with the static caravan article, that was, that was, um, uh, a page that we updated and, and we did double the traffic. It's, it is possible. One of, the, one of the blog pieces I'll show you, share with you about how to actually how to do this stuff is, is an Ahrefs blog. Um, 
and, and their claim in the title of it is that they doubled their traffic of their blog in, in three months without creating new pages. So it's a bit clickbaity, but it's, it's, it's a case study that, that happens, right? So this does work. So it, it is important. And the point I want to make, really, with this slide is, um, so for all of the kind of vanity that we, we get when we pull all these really big, great big keyword data um, lists out and we w we'll talk about how we can reverse engineer Google's search algorithms and how great we are at predicting how a page will, will rank, it's, it's, it's not up to us, right? It's, it is up to Google to decide how they rank their page. It's up for them. It's up to them for to test, you know, what's their bounce rates from, and to figure out which page is engaged best for which topics and for which intents and how our page helps people do the things that they want to do. And for, every, for kind of all of, the, all of the hypotheses we can build as to why it would do that, really, until it goes live, we can't actually see whether it worked. Um, and um, and or we can't see how it worked for how we wanted it to work, and maybe, that, maybe it works slightly differently. And we have to measure our keywords and, uh, and understand how it works per keyword to understand what the page does successfully and what it doesn't. And once we have this data, we, then it's way, way, way easier to, to, to help it improve. So, did anyone time? Am I doing all right? Yeah, you did it. Right, 17 and a half minutes. Oh, OK, cool. Uh, I can take a breath and slow down a bit. <laughs> so the kind of final step of this end-to-end -end process um, is the idea that we've taken our, we've taken our page that we've built and we've, in, we've kind of incrementally improved that over time. But we want the page to still remain super relevant to the kind of the main intent that that page fulfills. So we don't want, we, we want to know at what point do we stop build broadening the, the relevance of that page and actually then create a new page instead. So if we go back to my static caravan keywords, if we look, remember back from, the, from those um, measurement slides I had, there was, there was, there was um, keywords about static caravan maintenance and static caravan um, uh, boiler problems and things like this. So, f like, for me, they don't feel like they're still relevant for our original page. If somebody wants to know how to get their static caravan ready for winter, while they might be the kind of do-it-themselves kind of people, um, they're not asking me for these generic maintenance advices at that particular point. So uh, they don't really feel that relevant for... for for that particular page, but they definitely feel relevant to that person. So, for I mean, for all the kind of cool and expensive tools we have, there isn't there isn't much better way of going about this than, like I said before, just asking Google what the right thing to do is. So we can we can these extra keywords that we've got, we can Google them and start to see what Google thinks is the right kind of content to to answer for that keyword. So it, w we know that Google likes, prefers really, really, really long, substantial pieces of content. Like we know because we can correlate the ranking factors. We know that word count generally equates to a higher ranking position. Um, but that doesn't affect, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we can just write shit on a page and expect it to rank better. We, it needs to still be relevant to the search intent, right? So, so while we, we know that our page needs to be really long, we definitely don't want to water it with stuff that's not relevant to the topic. So we, we can ask Google, do, do we need like a really big, long, generic piece of content that, that, that covers winterization and generic maintenance? 
or is a generic maintenance article that we need to target that separately with a new page, right? We just need to literally ask Google. We just make these searches to figure that out. And, and not only we can see what ranks, but we can see kind of what other kind of content we need to make and all this kind of stuff. And literally, Google's there to just tell us if we just ask. And the, the really, so uh, for me, the most important thing as, as SEOs, the most important skill that we can get as SEOs is to kind of learn how to stop being an SEO for a little while and learn how to, how to be the person that's performing the search. Um, so, so if I needed to know how to drain down my static caravan, would I care about generic maintenance tips? I, I would care about them, but I wouldn't care about them in this right moment when I'm trying to do something specific. So, so this, is, this is kind of where the relevance of internal linking comes in. So for me, it's not, it's not a page which covers both. It's a page which covers the thing that I need it to do right now, and then a bunch of links to relevant content which I can kind of assume that that person would be interested in based on what they've already told me, which is what, and what they've told me is what they've searched into Google, right? So this, is, this is how important it is to understand which pages are driving, which keywords are driving traffic, so you can then build an idea of who it is you're talking to and what they're trying to do. And that, in turn, then kind of helps us lead on to understanding what, kind of, what this mythical topical authority is, right? So if we can, if we can grow a page, if we can, if we can take a page that we rank for, that we get some traffic for, and we can grow that uh, to the point where it's kind of completely fulfills that intent of that person at that time for that topic, and then, and then use that to understand, right, this is the next relevant topic to them, and internal link to a new page and grow that up until we've completely and utterly fulfilled everything they might need for that, that that page can do for them, and then we kind of, and then we internal link again and we go to the next page. You can kind of see this this united front, a kind of ziplocked topical authority, right? And these pages are ranking well because we've put a lot of hard work into them and they're getting the links naturally that we want them to do and they're getting the traffic and they're not bouncing. Um, this, is the kind of, this, is that, this is that mythical SEO topical authority that everybody talks about. We don't really know, you know exactly what that, that means. Um, and actually, um, all that takes is, is for us just to be super organized in how we approach our, our content and, and really just keep a firm grasp on what it is that works for our website and, and what we can learn from that as to the, to the whys, or, 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 or the, all the failures, right? But what we can learn from that and incrementally improve on that over time until, until we've got a page that ranks first position. Because I do firmly believe that everybody can rank first position for something. You know, it's just a case of being honest with yourself. What is it that you deserve to rank for? Not just what are the high volume keywords that you want to rank for, but if you can just rank for something, you can get that wedge in and you can build on that over time until, you're, until you are topically author authoritative on a, on a topic, right? And, and, and everybody can rank for something, but you know, it, it hardly ever happens by just throwing shit at a wall, basically. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed that talk. You can see the video of John doing that talk along with his slides at search.withcanda.co.uk along with the transcript of this episode. I mentioned a while ago, since John actually did that talk, our keyword research tool came out, which is alsoasked.com, A-L-S-O-A-S-K-E-D.com. It's available, it's still free, 
and it helps you explore the people also ask questions from Google by returning all of the related questions as Google categorizes them. So it's a great way to start your keyword and intent research. You can just give it to content teams and it will give them an idea about what questions people are asking about specific topics and how you should group them in terms of pages and articles. If you are listening online, don't forget to subscribe with your favorite podcast app if you like it that much. We'll be back, hopefully speaking with Luke, in one week's time on Monday the 13th of April. And until then, I hope everybody is staying safe and sane.